0: what up y'all welcome to learn heal grow podcast my name is siam tanda and what i basically do here is talk about past and present experiences that i've been through all for the purpose of helping anybody out there learn heal and grow through my life lessons so i'm better back with a bit of a drama i think i'll get onto like more serious topics from next week but but now let's just stick to some drama I'll be honest right now, I'm so exhausted. I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted. I've been doing this thing where I no longer like take Red Bull and coffee. And wow, I've been relying on my own strength to get through the day, and things are not cute at all. And I keep forgetting to buy like magnesium tablets, like you know, like slow mag um, as an alternative. And ugh, actually, I'm not forgetting, it's just too expensive right now. Like maybe after Wednesday, I'll be able to do things. But so today, um, we're talking about Sam. Finally, we're talking about Sam. So, we've talked about Luke. We've talked about Luke a lot. Luke is the one that's just been put, had put, put me through the most this. And then Drew's the one we recently talked about in episode 24 with the girl that took him from me. Though she ate, but definitely left a whole lot of crumbs. In fact, her plate was full. <laughs> so, Sam, in particular, is my first toxic relationship. Um, from like my early 20s. Yo, he was definitely my first experience of delusion, denial, having low standards. Like when I met him, you know, if standards had a scale from one to ten, definitely when I met him, it was minus four. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Sam was very toxic and just emotionally draining overall. You know, I wasn't the best person either. Which is why I should have just left the first time I was unhappy but (laughs) Thing is he used to pretend to want to Like kill himself whenever I wanted to leave the relationship or when he could Feel I was pulling away or when I wanted To be or when he saw me that I was interested In somebody else you know And i guess eventually i just got over it i got over the constant pretending to be suicidal because i believed that i was that i was young and naive you know i really believed that if this person was telling me they're gonna kill himself they're actually gonna do it not realizing that it's a manipulation tactic because obviously back then i didn't understand the concept of manipulation narcissism and, and all these things to me if he's saying it he means it right not i had no understanding of gaslighting and All these other funny things that uh, we as adults must definitely teach our children so that they can do better. Eventually, I got over it, though. I was like, genuinely, guys, I was just like, if he dies, he dies. I finally got to that point where I was like, oh, hell no, I can't keep living like this. So, he's very much breathing and thriving, in case you want to (laughs) know. That's what we're talking about him. So, we're still going to deep dive into that relationship. You know, why, how I felt dealing with somebody who was pretending to be suicidal. Why I stayed and what I did to cope, you know. Um, my coping mechanism was very unhealthy. I used other people. <laughs> so yeah, but today I want to talk about how he thought that when he finally like got his finances up, when he leveled up, got his money up, that I would come back. Oh, well, not come back, but like that there might be some sort of rekindling of sorts so we could like talk something out and see where it goes like type of vibe you know but he his his tactic to to initiate that the a comeback of sorts was kind of throwing money in my face but we'll get into that so context here's the thing with sam and i sam when i was dating him had absolutely nothing to offer me financially um he wasn't even like at least an unemployed graduate you know he like literally was just a guy trying to hustle you know in life obviously he came from a background that didn't allow him to go to university you know um so i took that as a means to be soft on him like i'm like oh he didn't come from you know a moneyed background or even a middle income background so i shouldn't be so hard on him to actually have his life together but the truth of the matter he was like three years older than me and it, it it i i could have at the time honestly expected something out of him i really could have been with that that age that he was at compared to me but i didn't you know um that was, because, because I look back, I'm like, I know he wasn't in school, but that's a lot of time out of school to not have something, you know, but that was my man, you know, I got him, I, I had him down, you know, I paid for things, you know, whatever, with my pocket money, guys, imagine, clown shit, just straight up, just straight up clown shit, you know, anyway, we eventually broke up after, like, lots of back and forth cheating you know um the manipulation of the suicide and just in general like i was just so tired i was just so drained i didn't like who i was in that relationship i didn't like him anymore but most importantly i didn't like who i was like in order for me to be happy i had to find i had to entertain someone else at the same time just to know that wasn't right you know it wasn't okay and you never ever get any sense of real peace out of that anyway also I'd kind of also moved away um at this point I was a bit further from him because I was kind of going through my second attempt of restarting my life I was on a good path good path then I met him and then I just prioritized the relationship problem with me especially back in the day is that I have an obsessive nature like when I get into a relationship I make it my all and that was one of my biggest 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 downfalls um so years after we broke up right we started talking again and this isn't even the part where he's throwing money at me. But please pay attention to this part because it will explain properly why, even when, even if he had to throw a million rand at me right now, I would still say no. So years after we broke up, we just started talking even casually. But at that time he had, um, he was in a, a relationship with somebody and they were actually even living together or something. And he was actually stepping up, right? And we had bumped into each other at some event or some party, I don't know where it was but you know at that party he actually had the nerve he had the nerve the audacity to say to my face a person who was with him when he had nothing and as much as there was back and forth cheating i held him down i was there for him i was the girl who i wasn't just watching him not have a job i'm like babe send me your cv limited for you i would go to um job interviews give him money to go for job interviews when he did have like small menial jobs i'd support him i'd go there you know the little money he could give me i made it work i didn't expect him to now start taking me to five-star restaurant i let him do what he can i was i was a down ass chick i really was and he can't he must never lie because there's those are facts so he actually had the nerve to say to my face that he is now the man that i've always wanted him to be it's just for someone else those words literally came out of his ungrateful motherfucking mouth even if that were true, that is not something I deserve to have thrown in my face. Given everything that I had done for him, everything I had stood by for him. This person, when he needed an escape from home, was coming to me. I would literally pause everything for him. Like, you know. I literally was like hectic. I was, I was, I was so touched. I was so touched, but mm-mm. One thing about God, he lets things happen for a reason because you know what? At that point, I realized that I actually did still have a little love in my heart. It had been like two years later or something, but I still had a little love in my heart and I was still a naive little girl, you know? But after he said that to my face, I was done. I was definitely a gone with the wind, gone with the wind, fabulous. I was done. So it's now a few years later maybe like almost four five now so obviously by then homegirl and him have broken up uh, i didn't even know who she was like at all um and i think he had to, at this point he left his job like he was like nah, 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 i'm done with this job and he actually found himself going into the entrepreneur side of things i want to expose what he does because that's a bit private but he's on the entrepreneur entrepreneur side of things and i'll be honest with you guys he is thriving he is thriving. Um, he he just he was doing well, still is still is like I'm saying. But I didn't care and I still don't care. After what he said, like, can you, <laughs> this is why people need to understand that it takes one moment to break everything. <laughs> I was just so done by the time you know he started talking to me again. See, the thing is, his money had changed. Like, oh no, 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 no. He had a bag now. Still, is, Well, he has a bag now. But I don't care. Because as much as his money has changed, he hasn't. Like, I can still see, just by analyzing, just by the little conversations here and here, that this is still the same insecure dude... Um, because for me, if you, if, if, if your money and your, 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 what you have is the basis of your personality that you're showing people, you're still an insecure person to me, you know, um, still very childish. You know, he made a comment about, you know, children and stuff like that. I'll get into that, into another podcast, because it's a very sensitive topic, because let me just say this out of all the people in my life. Who can ask me, when am I having kids? Not him. Not somebody where I lost a kid with. If you get my thing. Right? And I could just see that this is still an unhealed person. You know? Um, just the way that he was talking about family life. And like, even just... Like, you, you, you pay attention to somebody's tweets and status. And you're like, mm, this person must still go to therapy. They're doing well, but they must actually just go, you know? Like... I think we all know someone that has leveled up, but still kind of ain't shit, you know? So anyway, the reason why we're here today. He sent me a message one day. Um, And the message was just like, he was being casual, he was being nice. I went like, he was being nice. But then he sent me a picture of a car. And I had seen the car that he was posting that's his, and it wasn't that one, you know? I was just like oh okay you know I was being nice because one thing about me <laughs> it's a very toxic thing about me I like to play boo la or be nice or be pretentious just so I can see where you're going with this you know I, I like people to reveal themselves so I'll, I'll play my part and then he made a joke about how he bought the car and it's like it's perfect for me like the car's perfect for me I don't think he realized at the time that I had already bought my own car. So, you can imagine my side eye. Right? I think my other side eye came from the fact that he knew that I came from a pretty good family. You know? My dad has always had, like, a Mercedes, Benz, the latest uh, VW. Like, you know? So, what do you mean you're throwing a car at me? You know? But what I realized... Um was this was his kind of attempt at like seeing if it matters to me seeing if he could get access to me seeing if this impresses me seeing if like he, he was kind of dangling like a carrot and seeing if i was gonna bite you know he wasn't in particularly saying i bought this car for you so you could come back it was more like a little dangle a little let me see where this gets me you know um but the fact of the matter is he was trying to base his ability to get access to me based on where he is financially in life. That's that was that's the gist of it. No one can no one can tell me otherwise. And I couldn't help but laugh at the reality that it's not just him. There are people out there that think because they have leveled up they have leveled up in life, we must just date again. Like as if you don't still have anger issues as if you don't still have a wandering eye as if you aren't still emotionally abusive as if you aren't so physically abusive like like you don't still have an immature mindset you know not all these things are about him i'm just speaking in general now like people think because they're doing well financially that somebody should now come back to them it just doesn't make sense you know people don't just forget what you put them through just because now you have money you know a person would rather learn those lessons again of somebody new because they don't know them than to go back and see ah maybe he's better now because he's rich they'd rather go try a rich guy and then learn their lesson there but the the point is and i want this point to be for everyone that's listening to this women men whatever you identify with money doesn't erase character at the end of the day he put me through what he put me through and we went through what we went through and i just i i don't care how rich he is i would never risk going to that space to that mental physical and spiritual space ever again in my life just because of money if you want somebody back guys the only way is to do the inner work because that surface layer shit will only get a person back for like a month or two. Trust me. Trust me. I have only done it once where I got back with somebody or tried to. Literally after a month, we were both like, <laughs> yeah, no. We're better people on a financial level. But this dynamic hasn't changed because we both haven't gone to therapy. We both haven't done the inner work, you know? So, like, the big cars, the big house, and the trips is all surface layer. And underneath that, if you're still an asshole, bruh, you know? It's just a lot of risk taking somebody back. So you better be worth it. And to me, you're only worth it if you've gone through an entire metamorphosis of an internal change. And very, very, very few people do that. Very few people put in the work. In fact, a lot of people, when they get money, just become worse. They become more of a cheater. They become more of an emotional abuser. They become more of a controlling person. And that's why for a lot of people who have done the inner work, you really can't impress us with money. You really can't. Um, If it's a temporary hit and run, sure. Let me blow your money for like a month while you get what you want and then I go. But... If, you, if, if, if you're saying I want to marry you and the only thing you have is the fact that you are a few hundred thousand rands rich right now, nah dog, I'd rather just not <laughs> for my own spiritual and emotional safety because that's one thing money can't erase. The first three years might be nice and fun, balling out, but after that the reality sets in so just remember that before you go oh hey big head i miss you in somebody's dm just remember everything that i've said because it can not just to not waste their time but also not to waste yours do the inner work honestly just do the inner work because you might find that you doing the inner work can help you realize that you do what you really deserve in life either way my point is money doesn't erase character flaws go to fucking therapy (laughs) anyway thanks for listening and please share this podcast with a friend who needs to hear them gems i was dropping please also hit the notification button so you never miss an episode bye